welcome to season six of the Not Your Mama's Autism podcast, a podcast about neurodivergence told both through the eyes of our family, the Ollies, and through the lens of the greater global neurodivergent community. I'm Lola Dada Ollie. We hope you enjoy this episode we have lined up for you. So, with that in mind, let's get started. Today, we have uh, an esteemed guest, Nadia Hamilton. Her jobs have jobs, serial entrepreneur, thought leader, very conscious in her choice of businesses to found and run with grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So you and I have a thing in common. We are both uh, siblings of amazing people on the autism spectrum. So could you please tell me a little bit about Troy, your brother? Troy. Well, we we grew up calling him King Troy. <laughs> um, so I've got uh, four siblings, Troy being one of them, but King Troy, being autistic, got most of the attention. <laughs> yeah. And if Troy wanted to do something or if he wanted to go somewhere, eat at a certain restaurant, we were all going. So as you probably are very familiar, um, you know, Troy's autism made him special. And, I, you know, I, I use that word intentionally because he's special to to us, but he's special because of you know, the ways that he thinks and the ways that he sees the world and his perspectives, everything is different. Everything is unique and it adds such color to our lives from the time that he was young. So yeah, we called him King Troy. He is my younger brother and he's directly below me in terms of the sibling chain. And we're pretty much the closest, I think, um, of all of our siblings. I always looked out for him. He's always looked out for me. He's um he's mostly nonverbal, um, but he he can uh, communicate. He does communicate, obviously, with many different ways that us siblings and and his parents are very familiar with. He's very kind and he's very loving and he's so happy. So he's always smiling, and he loves to put together train sets. And he's kind of obsessed with the White House for some reason. We grew up. My dad was always watching CNN, and I guess like. Troy just has a fascination with the White House, so he's always building it and drawing it, and he loves looking at it. And yeah, he he has, sometimes he stims, sometimes he jumps and leaps. He loves basketball, so he's as still as ever when he's watching any basketball game. And he really is, um, you know, my inspiration for everything that I've done career-wise. And honestly, knowing him and loving him and, and growing up with him has change my life for the better and through me i think that you know troy is leaving a legacy for others i think you and i can agree that our our brothers are our our greatest teachers and with definitely with that in, yeah and with that in mind uh tell us a little bit about how some handmade cards turned into a highly influential 
business endeavor. When we were growing up, Troy struggled with certain tasks um, that you and I might take for granted, like brushing teeth or whenever he was making a snack, he'd get overwhelmed with the steps of the process and, and he'd want one of us to prompt him through. So, you know, step one, do this, step two, do this, don't forget to do this and good job. And so without that, he was stuck. He would literally not want to do the activity or he'd stand there and wait for one of us to help him. We're a video gaming family, played a lot of video games growing up, and I knew that in order for Troy to play the video games, he had to have the official strategy guide. And that shows like the visuals of how to get through each stage. And without that, he wouldn't even touch the controller. And so I put two and two together, and I have an artistic background as well. So I started drawing out step-by-step guides for brushing teeth for getting dressed in the morning, for making your bed, for what to do when you come home from school. And I posted them to the walls of our apartment where we grew up in Toronto, uh, Canada. Troy would go into the bathroom and he'd look above the sink and he'd see step one, get your toothbrush. So he'd get his toothbrush. Step two, put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. So he'd do that. And he was able to follow along with these visuals to do things without our help and with greater ease and and less stress and anxiety. And so that was something that literally, I transformed the walls of our apartment into like a veritable scrapbook, (laughs) but it worked. It gave him the structure that he needed to do these things. And so when he graduated from high school years later and it became painfully aware to both him and us that the world was not designed with the needs, with his needs in mind. So, you know, there's there's no pictures for on the wall for taking the bus or getting a job or um, going grocery shopping or anything that you have to do in this world to be an independent and participatory member of society. And so Troy graduated to the couch. He literally graduated and would sit on the couch and play his games every day. And here I was facing a world of opportunity after I graduated from university and in my mind it was the greatest injustice i lost sleep i would just think you know why 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 does he what does his life have to stop now why does his exploration of the world have to be cut off arbitrarily and and so i started like really like racking my brain like what can i do like what can i do how can i help my brother this is really the only thing i want to do after I graduated from university, I mean, I was thinking about joining the police force, but, and I'm passionate about service, but I'm more passionate about my family, my brother. I love him so much. And so around the time that I was like, literally thinking through all these things, what can I do? What can I do? I opened my computer screen and in the corner on the internet, it literally said social business opportunity, competition opportunity enter and you can win funding to start a social purpose business i had no idea what a social purpose business was i studied history and political science i had no idea what business was but i had an idea i was like well what if i was able to digitalize and gamify that hand-drawn step-by-step paradigm that i knew worked with troy you know i i I was remiss to mention that I also worked with others in the community 
across the spectrum of ability as a support worker throughout university. And I did the same thing for them too. I drew out those guides. So I knew providing people with visual structured guidance could help mitigate the chaos and the, um, the, the overwhelming nature of many processes in the world and environments and prepare them before they even go into an environment. What can you expect? Are you, is it going to be loud? Is it going to be, is there going to be a lot of people? How can they prepare themselves to, you know, to be better equipped to navigate these spaces? And so I, I knew I had the hand-drawn paradigm. Technology was on the rise. Everybody has a cell phone. And so I was like, okay, let's combine the two. So I entered the competition and I won. And, uh, and that was the start of Magnus Mode, the company. And Magnus Cards was our first app. And that is the step-by-step visual, audio, and text guides for day-to-day experiences at home and in the community. Pretty much like uh, the ultimate strategy guide for life. So within 12 categories, social, personal care, shopping, travel, money management, etc., you can collect digital step-by-step guides. And, uh, and that, that was the start of that. And from there, it's just been a wild and crazy and fulfilling and exciting and scary at times, but ultimately impactful ride. Yeah, we will get into some lessons learned shortly, but, but I mean, just where did Magnus Mode, where did the name Magnus Mode <laughs> come from? Just curious. So, as I mentioned, we we grew up playing a lot of video games. You know, we, we would all, all the siblings gathering around, even if one person is playing, we're watching, hey, top left, up top left, go down there, we're, go down. we're all kind of participating. And so, you know, I noticed that Troy really you know, he loved that time together and he really bonded with the characters in the game as well. So he would collect posters and stuff like that. And so with Magnus, who's our mascot, well, he's he's more of a sidekick, really. He's a sidekick to the hero, which are the Troys of the world. His name came from, you know, I, I wanted to create the ultimate sidekick for people like my brother, somebody that would be there when I couldn't be when my parents couldn't be, because we're not always going to be there. I I don't even live in the same city anymore, though I go back often to visit. But, you know, this is the question that's on a lot of caregivers' minds, is what is going to happen when I'm not there anymore? Whether you're not in the room or, or you know, maybe you're, not, you're no longer with us. And my dream, my vision is to empower independence, empower agency and empower the day-to-day freedom of individuals, but also enable caregivers to take a step back. And independence means different things for different people, but take a little bit of a step back and be able to feel that hope and that confidence that there's going to be somebody there or something, some support there. Because, I, you know, in Canada... The cutoff point is usually after you graduate from high school and there's a lack yeah, of support similar. after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a term so, for that. It's called the cliff, right? So services exactly. kind of just vanish. Yeah. Yeah. So and long- I picture like the Wiley Coyote or, you know, like running, 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 and then he goes yep, off the cliff and then yep. The falls. service cliff is very, very real. <laughs> yeah. People, society loves to focus on children as though 
people who are neurodivergent, people with disabilities never grow up. Grow up. I've yeah. never understood that ever, but clearly that's above my pay grade. I just have a little pop. Well, I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because people like they they like the cuteness of the kids and you know they focus yeah, on that. Yeah. But you know it's unfortunate. Yeah. So that's that's where Magnus came from. And so Magnus actually means great in Latin. I chose that name mm. because Mega Man was taken, <laughs> mm. and uh, and mode is way of doing things. So Magnus yeah. mode. So you, I'm sure you have many a testimonials, but to add context and add some richness to all that you have just said, walk us through what one of those categories would be like. So some type of life skill, like using public transit, is that one of? Yeah. So walk us through what that would look like and how caretakers can feel like their treasured family members are empowered. Okay, I've, I've got it actually an anecdote on that. So I worked with a, a, a young man, a teenager uh, named Devin. And uh, throughout my time at university, I would go there and, and help him after school with, with uh, you know, life skills and whatnot. And this was around the time when I was uh, first developing the, the alpha version of the app. So I was nearing my end of university days. I was like, what am I going to do next? Enter the competition one. And then I continued to work with, with people while I was um, testing the, the assumptions of the app and whatnot and building it. And one of the things I worked with with Devin was taking public transit. So every single time I would go and we would, you know, I, I, would, I would have a really big role in, you know, helping him to pay, helping him to board the bus helping him to get off where he needs to get off, et cetera, et cetera. So then when Magnus Cars was developed, now instead of me leading the way in activities, et cetera, Devin can open up the app, go to the transit or travel category, open up a uh, card deck. So they're called card decks um, because they're shaped like a baseball card and you've got the visual audio and the text on the on the card and then you just swipe through and follow the step-by-step -step instructions for each activity so Devin can open the boarding a bus in Toronto card deck which is sponsored by the TTC and I guess we'll talk about the the business model in a bit and then just follow along with the visuals the audio so he can have his headphones on on the on the bus or the text and be able to take more agency in the situation so one day before Magnus Cards, um, and I wasn't with him at the time, but Devin's mom called me and uh, she was in a panic and she said, Devin was taking the bus with his class, however, or sorry, the train, it was the train, taking the train with his class, but they got off and they left him and they forgot about him and he's, he's gone. He's, we don't know where he is. I got in my car, I'm scouring the streets where the subways come up, etc. An hour went by. Nobody knows where Devin is. I am having a panic attack. His mom is getting gray hair every single second that's going by. Finally, somebody is able to spot him and he's on the train, but you know what he's doing? He's on his phone. And Aww. he's so focused on his phone that he didn't he didn't notice his his classmates leave but then 
he did notice and he got stressed and he was, you know, somebody noticed that he was rocking back and forth in his chair, et cetera. And then they were able to alert the security. But his mom said to me, if we had Magnus at that point, because Devin can look at, he can see where he's at in the instruction and he could see what the next step is. Magnus even provides how to get help, mm -hmm. how to get help if you're in this, if you're lost or if you're stuck at a certain point, anything could have mitigated the risk around him never being found again. Anything could have happened. And, and so what we are doing with Magnus cards is not only providing the steps to guide someone through the situation, but we're mitigating the risks of that could happen when somebody is on their own, you know, when, when something doesn't go according to plan as well. Right. So how do you get help and how, how can you, you know, how, how can you as a caregiver has that greater peace of mind? And that's by giving them whatever tool that you can give them um, to, to mitigate those disaster or emergency situations. So that's just one example, but I'm telling you my heart nearly, I nearly had a heart attack and I was like yeah. 21. So like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's, that's one example, but you know, we have people are writing in and calling us and, and all of this stuff saying, you know, usually I have to lead my child by the arm and I have to drag them through the museum. I have to, um, you know, show them how to brush their teeth and all of this stuff. And now with Magnus, they're leading the way. And um, we had an event actually at a, at a museum, which was fantastic. We, we worked with um, a local autism organization in uh, Columbus, Ohio. We had over 200 people come out and they were using Magnus cards to follow along, to go through the dino tour, to go through this and do all sorts of activities at the museum because those card decks were in the app. And the parents were telling me that the individuals are usually the ones following along with their group of siblings, but now they're leading their group of siblings and they're saying, okay, now we have to do this. Oh, now we have to do this. So that change, uh, according to one parent, was literally priceless. And it brought tears to her eyes because now I, she said, now I can see the path from dependency to independence, from boredom and isolation to, you know, being included and part of society and part of groups and and just making friends and and doing things that neurotypical people do what i love about your product just based on what you've described and just what i've read about it is your client base is mixed of both individuals as well as businesses because i think businesses are starting to wake up to the idea that you should apply neuroscience business yeah. practices mm -hmm. that actually incorporating neuroscience into business practices is good business so your client base from a business perspective too is quite impressive craft uh, Heinz, toronto zoo whirlpool trader joe's tell us how you moved from individuals to businesses and how you kind of carry the two. Yeah. So this is really something very unique about Magnus cards. And it happened almost completely. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was meant to be. 
I don't know. But I, uh, like I said, I, I won the social business competition. I outsourced the development of the first version of the app to China. So I, I had developers in China build a prototype and then tested it with uh, autism organizations in schools. Iterated, tested, iterated, tested, iterated, tested, launched. I was out of money. Like we had no funding and then people were saying, this is great, but we need this feature and this feature and this feature and this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, I want to keep going with this, but we need, we need a model here that enables us to fund development and maintenance because it's super, super expensive to maintain. You know, I, I started down the grant route, um, but that's very time consuming. And I remember I was on a talk show. And it was, uh, it's called The Agenda with Steve Pakin. It's a, it's a Canadian talk show because we did start in Canada before expanding into the U.S. And, and now the U.S. is, is probably going to overtake Canada in terms of our user base and, and clients. But I was on the talk show. I get a call after the talk show from a local mental health hospital, a museum, and CIBC, the bank. And they said, we saw you on the show. And we, we're looking for ways to better serve neurodiverse customers. Um, at the time, actually, they said autism because neurodiverse was still a term that was um, not quite as popular as today. So they, they said autistic and others with cognitive disabilities. And I said, you know, I'm looking for ways to map out different environments and, and make your services more accessible and then it came to me like a light bulb over my head. I have to create these card decks. And we were creating them like pretty much like just just doing it, like literally taking the photos, putting the text in there and just mapping out different places on our own and activities. And I said, well, why don't we work together? You're the subject matter of banking, subject matter expert of banking. We're the subject matters of su subject matter experts of autism and neurodiversity. So we can take your customer experience and translate it into digestible steps for this community that are specific to the needs, the learning needs of this community. And so that's how the business model was born. And so, you know, within each of these 12 life skills categories that we have in the app, uh, Whirlpool, you know, transit, subways, airports, airlines, grocery stores, all of the places that we need to interact with on a daily basis, they are like markers on a map. They they, we need to know how to navigate these places and to interact with, with um, the people and the services, and they need to know how to interact with us. And so by working with banks and restaurants and, and other organizations to build card decks that walk people through their services, it's a transformative experience for the organization itself. They are becoming aware of the barriers to inclusion that exist when banking, when going to the grocery store. From the top down, the CEO down, everybody is becoming aware through our partnership and through the existence of, these, of this support tool. And so our model is B2B to C, the companies sponsor the development of the card decks, and then the users, the heroes, and their caregivers access the program for free. And I, I, Lola, I was 
hell bent, <laughs> determined on making this app free for people in my community. And when I say my community, I just mean anybody who is a user of the app uh, in the autistic and neurodiverse or even beyond that community. Anybody that that thrives with visual step-by-step -step guides can use the app. And so I wanted to make it free because I grew up in a autism family. One parent was working, one parent was not. And I know how hard it is to have to choose sometimes between a meal or other or clothing and a support tool for your loved one. And so I wanted to make this free. It's going to be free forever for users. And this business model enables us to, to, to do that. <laughs> I am um, my transition. I don't even know where to go from here after you said what you <laughs> oh, just said. Sorry. It was so poignant. It was so, it almost needed a pause. It needed not just a pause, <laughs> like a pregnant pause, you know, like a, hmm, let me. <laughs> because as though Magnus mode is not enough, you thought, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Another product offering you now have is the disability experience, which is complementary to Magnus Mode. So right. tell our viewers and listeners what that is all about. Lola, this whole thing, this whole journey has been, you know, all, all of a sudden I'll have a, a really strong feeling. And then it's like, a, it's like an eye-opening moment when I'm like, wait, we're not, we need to do this too. And so with the empathy training, um, I remember I went to, and I won't name the store, because, uh, <laughs> but it was a video game store, and I went with Troy. And Troy being nonverbal, he was trying to see a game behind the counter. And the person who was working behind the counter didn't like that. Here's a six foot, I think he's six foot one, my brother. He's, uh, he's a bigger guy. He's a black man. And he's trying to get behind the counter. And I'm not saying that those things are the reason he the, the store person was triggered. But for whatever reason, he started to overreact and say, you can't come back here. What are you doing, man? You can't come back here. Blah, blah, blah. I was at the other edge of the store and I came running over because Troy, like I said, he he doesn't he, he can understand when someone's being aggressive towards him. But he can't explain what he was trying to do and how he had completely innocent intent. And so I ran over there and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. He's autistic. He wants to see a game. He, you know, he's pointing and yet, and you know, then he's Troy started covering his ears and I explained why he was covering his ears because some music came on that, or, you know, that disturbed him. And so I started to educate this person. And I realized in that moment that I've played that role throughout Troy's entire life. I've been the person. Amen, to, sister. <laughs> exactly. To translate and really be his bodyguard in that way and, and, um, and help people to better understand him the way that I do. And I, with this disability experience is, is it's an empathy training course that companies can use. It fits into le existing learning management systems. And it takes this personal experience of myself, but also of others who are directly impacted by disability, 
both if they have a disability themselves or if they're a caregiver. And we tell our stories, we tell our experiences, and we are opening people's eyes in a way that you as a sibling would have growing and learning and loving and living with as close to as possible. I mean, it's never going to be the same, but we, we want people, you know, it, it popped in my mind. I said to myself, imagine if everybody saw Troy the way I see him. <laughs> imagine if everybody understood him the way that I do. And so that is what disability ex experience is. It is a personal empathy training experience fueled by storytelling fueled by the point of view of the community. And so we feature people telling what it's like, um, you know, what sensory overload can be like, how different disabilities experience the world and the barriers to inclusion that create disability. And the lens of seeing ability in, a, in disability as well, and the shifting perspective of people in the disability community, how we're reclaiming disability, we're reclaiming autism as a as a strength difference as strength and it has all of that it's 20 minutes and, and it's pretty brief but it also mentions magnus cards and how you can support customers um coming through with that but it's it really took off i mean it, it was just uh developed about six or seven months ago and launched and it's mandatory training at uh the giant company uh harry reed international airport and other organizations, we're talking 20,000, 30,000 staff members getting trained on how to engage, support, respond, understand, and build awareness around people who are different. Whether their disability is, is apparent or not. And, uh, and how to be a better citizen of the world and, and have a heart-filled service attitude. And you can only do that, I think, by having true empathy. I feel like a, a very strong vehicle to bring home empathy is storytelling because it helps, hopefully, when done well, put one in another shoe. So, yeah. What sure. Do you love, what do you love most about where you are now and where the company is? now what you love most about what you do every day well we've got over 65 inclusion partners we call them inclusion partners the banks the restaurants and and all the organizations across north america so we've got some we're working with some of the biggest companies in the world we've got over 150,000 uh users heroes in our platform We've got people all over the world signing up, so we are focused on North America, but I, we could see the users in Italy and Kenya and Romania. And, and it's my favorite thing, though. All of that is amazing, and I can't believe it. It's mind-blowing. My favorite thing is that just seeing my brother reach for the phone open up Magnus cards because he's where it all started and seeing the impact that it has not only in his life but in other lives but my favorite thing is that I'm building his legacy in years to come maybe when we're no longer here 
Uh, I hate crying. When we're no longer here, people's, people are going to live differently, live better. And so we're creating impact for years to come. We're sowing the seeds today to change what somebody like my mom, a parent who perhaps has a child and the doctor tells them that their child is disabled or has autism, changes their mindset and gives them more hope. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part. I think it's the hope that we're bringing to people and the fact that I can do that by utilizing my love for my brother is a godsend and something I'm very grateful for. So that's that's it. <laughs> you do. I, I talk about this in speeches I give the importance of developing a generational mindset and I think that's why you and I just connected right off the bat because of just thinking generationally and realizing that it's just not always just about you. It's about what other things can you do on this earth that makes life a little bit easier for somebody else. Exactly. And, and it's sometimes it's hard in this centric world we live in, but people like you are proof that you know, not not all is lost. That is for sure. That's oh. that's exactly how I feel and you know, I see Whenever I go out and I and I, I spot someone, I'm like, okay, I know that guy has autism. I know that kid is autistic. Yep, yep, yep. Just because I know, I'm just like, I see them. I see an extension of my own family. Yep. And can you imagine if everybody saw everybody as an extension of their family? Like, uh, there would be no wars or anything like that. I mean, and this is what we're here for. We're here to serve each other. And so, you know, we were we were created to serve, I believe. And so this is just, it's something that comes naturally to me and it feels good. And I want to leave this world knowing that I served it, served people within it. There's a reason why one of the key tools to division is to otherize the other person, is to find right. as many things different that's right. The other person is possible so that you can see yeah. less of yourself in that other person. That's right. So, and uh, we're not, you're not the only one that does that. Whenever we will be out and about <laughs> and we'll see somebody who we suspect is autistic, I'll turn to my husband or my husband will turn to me and say, oh, he or she, they're one of our <laughs> tribe. That's exactly how we say. Oh, they're part of our tribe. Yeah. They're part of our tribe. <laughs> and um, so I get it. I get it. So we're still at the start of the year. We're still in uh, as, as I'm as as we're as we're recording this. We're in January 2024. So how do you envision 2024 through the lens of both Magnus cards and disability experience? Oh, they're all so I want to bring both to every company that we can. So Magnus cards is already with 65 plus companies. Let's get that other piece. The other piece brings it all together. The empathy. Um, so we're empowering customers, but we're empowering people to respond to customers as well. And just growing that out with as many companies as we can. We've got some some focus areas uh, in terms of uh, the categories that we are uh, approaching. But we've got some really lofty goals, lots of work to do, expanding perhaps beyond North America and uh, officially. Yeah, just 
continuing to build the impact and, and that impact measurement piece as well. So Miss Socially Conscious Tech Entrepreneur um, with just a few years ago, political science, but not a tech background. <laughs> and history. Um, so where, for people who want to know more about you, your story, your company, how they connect, how they can connect with you, your mission, where can they find you? So you can find Magnus Mode and you can reach out to us through magnusmode.com. You can download the Magnus Cards app for free, as I mentioned, in the Apple or Android stores. And, you know, if you Google Nadia Hamilton, you'll find me. <laughs> um, and my email is nadia at magnusmode.com. will know even more about you as time goes on. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being you and thank you for making time today. Thank you. Not Your Mama's Autism podcast is written and produced by my mom, Lola Dada Ali, and is occasionally produced by me, Bella Ali. My dad and sister also contribute sometimes. Big thanks to Anna Lee Ackerman for her audio and video editing support. Until next time, everyone, see you soon.